Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Atlanta, it's time for Senior Salute Radio. Senior Salute Radio is presented by the elder and disability law firm of Victoria L. Collier. Hello, and welcome to Senior Salute Radio. I am your host, Victoria Collier. Senior Salute Radio brings timely information to leading age boomers and seniors addressing the issues of aging, caregiving, and maintaining quality of life. Each show, we also salute the life of a senior. And today we will be talking about options for care, including adult day programs and respite care. And with us today are Kay Coppage, Director of Plymouth Harbor Adult Day Program, and Gary Kitchen, President of Leona M. Kitchen Foundation. Kay, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thank you for having me. And now you are the Director of Plymouth Harbor Adult Day Program. What is an adult day program? That's a good question, Victoria. Adult day programs or adult daycare centers are designed to be a place where older adults with varying degrees of physical or cognitive impairments can go during business hours to be provided with a safe and supervised environment with meaningful activities while their caregiver can have a break from the demands of daily caregiving. Now, the official definition um, by the Georgia Department of Human Resources Division of Aging is that adult day care or adult day care programs provide support for elderly individuals and their families who do not fully function independently, but who do not need 24-hour nursing care. And so this is different than, for example, a senior center where people are more independent. They go and they engage uh, deliberately with people um, and things like that. That's right. So who would be most suited for adult day programs? Um, a, a good candidate for an adult day program is an older adult with some physical or cognitive impairment. So maybe they've had a stroke. Maybe they have um, a movement disorder such as Parkinson's disease or MS. Um, cognitive impairments, dementia due to Alzheimer's, frontotemporal, Lewy body's disease. Those folks that need supervision, need some, um, someone watching out, providing a safe environment from them, they would be good candidates. Also, those frail elderly that just need assistance with daily living, they need someone to help um, just supervise them, be around them, help them up into the restroom, but not assist inside the restroom. And so people primarily that need some level of assistance, but maybe not 24-7, so people who maybe live at home alone. Correct. Correct. Yes, or those that live with an adult child. Say they've left their home, they've moved in with an adult child, and the child go, their adult child goes to work every day, and then they would be left alone at home. Or some of them even have caregivers in the home, but it provides a social outlet. A lot of times older adults feel um, isolated. You know, they may have left their home to move in with an adult child, and they've left their friends, maybe their spouse has passed away, and they've lost that social connection, peers, friendships. Uh, Adult day programs really provide that and they alleviate loneliness and isolation or some depression in in older adults. So it sounds like it's, you know, as much focused on socialization as it is anything else. Um, Is that the primary focus of adult daycare or are there other kinds of programs uh, Mm. that differ than the socialization type? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Um, in the state of Georgia right now, there there's no licensing for adult daycares. We do have guidelines that have been set forth, but um, there's no regulatory agency controlling this. But in the guidelines, it does state uh, two main models. The first one is a medical model. And under that uh, adult daycare medical model, they provide for more personal assistance, assistance inside the restroom, um, maybe a medication administration. They need meds during the day, so they can administer those in a medical model program. And um, would they even, like, take blood pressure maybe? Yeah, absolutely, okay. yes. They, they could even take have physical therapy or speech therapy, some podiatry care. All of those little medical um pieces of the puzzle would be in a medical model program. The other uh, main type of a program that's listed in the guidelines, uh, Georgia guidelines, is a social model. And under the social model, it's the primary focus is, uh, is on socialization and supervision. So for folks, say, they're a little higher functioning but maybe have dementia, um, they're confused, they need someone to watch over them during the day and help them, remind them where the restroom is. Is, but not necessarily go inside and help them with those areas. Um, but also just it focuses on providing meaningful activities and uh, social groups and peer groups for the older adult. So tell me a bit about Plymouth Harbor then and the day program there. Mm -hmm. Plymouth Harbor um, is one of the oldest adult day care programs in uh, Atlanta. Plymouth Harbor was founded in 1991 by the members of the Central UCC Church with the vision of enabling older adults to remain in their home and in their community. That's the, where most people want to stay that's anyway, right? right? <laughs> that's right. That's where most people want to stay, and that's where, for the most part, their loved ones want to keep them at home. Um, the mission of Plymouth Harbor is to provide care and companionship for older adults who could benefit from socialization and supervision while offering respite to the caregiver. And so with that, what would be a typical day for someone who attends the day program? Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, in talking about Plymouth Harbor too, it, it emphasizes preserving dignity. One of that makes our program different is that it emphasizes um, maintaining the dignity of our participants. So when a participant comes for the day into our program, they're greeted um, with a warm welcome and a warm hug, and, and we sit together. We really want our participants to feel like participants, staff, and volunteers are indistinguishable. They're just there to have a good time, that we're there to enjoy one another's company, share a meal together, enjoy some good music and games, and, and then go home. Our so let me yeah. let me um, before we get into the actual, you know, what a, a typical day looks mm -hmm. like. You've sh you've shared with me what um, you know what it feels like when I first arrive in the mm -hmm. morning and things like that. So um, let's get to the typical day in just a moment. You're listening to Senior Salute Radio, presented by the Elder and Display Law Firm of Victoria L. Collier. And we are currently speaking with our guest, Gay Co I'm sorry, Kay Coppage, uh, who is the director at Plymouth Harbor Adult Day Program. So I get there, and I'm greeted with hugs and mm -hmm. warm faces, people that are now familiar to me. Mm -hmm. And so what does the rest of my day look like? What time of day does the program start? Okay. Our program starts at 10 a.m. So 
for that first hour when someone's greeted at the door, welcomed in, we sit and we have coffee and conversation for the first hour. Because socialization is such an important part of our program and that peer one-on-one relationships, many have lost their own friends and, and family members um, and when having to move from their home, uh, they need to restore those friendships. So that first hour is really important to make connections with one another. So we visit with them. They visit with each other for that first hour. We have fruit and muffins and coffee. Um, And then at 11 o'clock, we uh, have chair exercises. And so our exercise program was designed by an exercise physiologist. Um, And so we use the exercise bands and we try to increase their stamina and strength. And just mobility. and Mobility, keep Mm -hmm. them active. Because one of the important pieces of adult day is you want to have meaningful activity for the mind, body, and the spirit. So the socialization is there and the friendships are there for the spirit and for the soul. For the body, we really want to work on keeping them mobile, keeping them as active as possible. So exercise is an important part of our day and we have a 30-minute exercise class every day. Um, After our exercise class, we have what we call mind and memory stimulating games. We We do this as a large group activity on a whiteboard, um, word puzzles, some, sometimes similar to Wheel of Fortune, but we have them really thinking and recalling phrases, words, and just word puzzles. Um, you know, some can participate in that more than others, but they all enjoy being part of a large group activity. Absolutely. Even yeah. when I, for you know, watch Jeopardy, yeah. I don't always, in fact, I rarely get the right answer, but I enjoy <laughs> just being part of the game. Right, right. <laughs> so. And we do a lot of trivia. We do. We have a theme of the month, and so we focus all our trivia questions around that theme of the month. Um, so that's our uh, 11 to 11.30, and then, uh, excuse me, 11.30 to 12. And then at 12 o'clock, um, we serve a lunch that's catered from Evans Fine Foods in Decatur. So they bring us our lunch every day, and we enjoy a, a good home-cooked meal um, from Evans. And then uh, we have dessert and coffee afterward, of course. There's usually a birthday among us. Um at least once a week. And so we celebrate. You know, that's another thing at Plymouth Harbor. We really look for reasons to celebrate life um, and give... Uh, just give us reasons to celebrate. As a matter of fact, today we're, we have Grandkids Day. So mm-hmm. the grandchildren are there now um, at the program. I think we had about 12 that were coming today to enjoy the last hour of the day with our that's folks. That's great. And, and right before they go back to school and as right well. Right before so. they go back to school. That's right. So so after lunch and birthday parties, we, we had one today as well. Um, at 1 o'clock every day, we have some musical entertainment come in and perform for us. Um, someone from the community, we uh, have found that music is a powerful tool in working with folks with dementia and so we work that in every day for an hour we sing we sing along with them we also get up and dance Um, and so that that's an important part of our day and from two to three um, we have what we call games and activities and we have both active games and then those that they can do at a table Um, some of our folks like to play cards and dominoes and so we'll have a table set up for an activity such as that and then we also have bowling, um, croquet, shuffleboard, and we set those games up, and we'll have an active game as well. We recently uh, added we to our games. So yesterday we had a lot of fun um, golfing with we. <laughs> but um, but yeah, those I are, hear that those are very physically active. They you know, are, so. and there's a lot of uh, research and literature about using we games now um, with older adults, and so it, it, it's it's quite entertaining. We've had a good time <laughs> with that, and it gets them up and moving as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 
And then, of course, on Fridays, we have Friday bingo from 2 to 3. And that's a hit because, you know, everybody likes a good game of bingo with prizes involved. Absolutely. So, yeah. And then we go home at 3 o'clock. So they come to us. We provide them with a really an action-packed day of entertainment and activities. And so then, you know, when our day is done, they're ready to go home and they're ready to rest and, and come back at it the next day. And if somebody has, for example, a caregiver at home, can they come with them or is it usually just really for respite purposes? No, absolutely. We have several um, that have caregivers that come along with them. The way our program works is um, because we are a social model, not a medical model, if someone, say, needed assistance in the restroom, um, that would be more of a medical model, uh, be more appropriate for a medical model. However, if they want to attend our program, they're welcome to do so. They bring their caregiver with them and their caregiver will provide that service for them. But that way, it's not just the caregiver and the older adult at home alone looking at one another all day, every day. (laughs) They come to us, um, you know, for that social piece and for the activities. You are listening to Senior Salute Radio, presented by the Elder and Disability Law Firm of Victoria L. Collier. And we are speaking with Kay Coppage with Plymouth Harbor Adult Day Program. Now, Kay, you know, what is the approximate cost of someone who takes advantage of being able to be there from 10 until 3? And are you open Monday through Friday or just on certain days of the week? Mm. Yes, Plymouth Harbor is open Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. And the cost for our program is $42 a day. We bill that at the end of the month for days attended. Um, and that includes lunch and all the entertainment in um, the entire program. So they don't have to attend every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, um, no, but they could if they want. They could. To. They can if they want to. Now, we do um, ask that they be on a schedule. So we, for our staffing planning purposes and meal planning purposes, we do like to know you know, are you a Tuesday, Thursday person, or do you want to be a three-day-a-week person? We, we do need to know that. Now, we'll say a, a medical model programs are a little more because they provide more services, and I think the average um, is around $65 a day, but they also provide longer hours as well. And when a family is looking and considering adult day programs, with there being the social model, the medical model, and no licensing, mm-hmm. what should family be, families be asking and um, looking for? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, well, you need to ask yourself, first of all, what kind of services do I need for my loved one? Um, are they able to toilet themselves? Um, do they need care uh, assistance with personal care? Do they need medications during the day? Um, or are they a little higher level functioning, but say have dementia and need that supervision piece? Um, Or is it that the caregiver simply needs a break during the day? Um, You just, they need to ask themselves, um, what hours of the day do they need help and how many days a week? You also want to look at proximity to your home. Is this going to be convenient for you to actually get them there? Right, because transportation could be the issue. That's right. And there are some programs that provide transportation. Um, That's something you'll want to look into. Um, And also uh, take a tour of different programs. Look up, look online, find programs that are near your home that you want to check out and go take a tour. Um, 
And when you're there, you want to look at the participants. Are they engaged? Are they enjoying themselves? And when you're looking at uh, staffing ratios, you want to look for at least one to eight, one staff member per eight participants if they're higher functioning. And it's one in four if they um, are more impaired and need more assistance. And also when looking at the either the other people who are there, mm-hmm. would they be looking for people who are similar in ability as their loved one is, or is that not really well, a they factor? Well, c- they could. Usually, and, and this is the case with our program as well, we have a wide range, but we do a really good job of seeding together. We, we coordinate. We know we have a background on everyone. We know their not only their interest and in what they did in their life and, and um their interest, but we also know where they're at, and we put those that can communicate with one another close to each other. Mm-hmm. And approximately how many people do you have on average at your day program? On average, we have 21 a day. And mm-hmm. what is Plymouth's capacity? 26. Okay, so you 26. can take a few more. We can take a few more. Yes, exactly. we can. And if someone is interested in finding out more about Plymouth Harbor, what should they do? Well, they can call or email me or check us out on our website. We do offer a complimentary trial day for families um, and their loved ones to try out our program to see if it's a good fit for you before you commit. Come for the day. Spend the day with us and see if, it, if it's a good fit for you. Um They can check us out online at www.plymouth-harbor.org, and there's a link there to my email. Or they can call at 404-633-4506, and that's extension 225. And you're located in... Atlanta, very yes. close to Decatur. That's correct. Off, almost at the corner of Briarcliff and Claremont. Okay. Mm-hmm. 2676 Claremont Road. And, you know, I know we're talking Gwinnett County, and so I, there are good programs in Gwinnett County as well. Um, I know there's one um, that's not far, and it's um, um, Grace Arbor, and they have a really good program. As a matter of fact, the director there has written a book on starting adult day programs in uh, congregational respites in other churches. Mm-hmm. And are they social or are they medical? They do are. So- I do believe they're social. They're social as well. They're social as well. Mm-hmm. well, our show, fortunately, is broadcast across the United States, um, based in Gwinnett County, mm-hmm. Georgia, and my office is in Decatur, and we mm-hmm. bring in professionals from all over Metro mm-hmm. Atlanta. We appreciate you being here as well as putting a plug for another Gwinnett County business um, as well. And thank you, Kay. Now, I just have one last question for you, and that is because this is a show where we enlighten and bring education and information to people uh, so that people's quality of life either is maintained or enhanced, and it is a pet peeve of mine, and yet I don't work in the day program mm-hmm. arena, um, but it's a pet peeve of mine when people say daycare right. for adults. Um, <laughs> although, if, if you listen to this closely... I slipped and said it earlier today as well. well. <laughs> and, and here's and here's the confusing part. In the regulations in, from the Georgia Department of Human Resources Division of Aging, it says daycare. We at Plymouth Harbor don't use the term daycare. We call it a day program because, like I said, we really want to preserve dignity. Well, we, it equates yeah. adults as if they're children, and, and they are not. not children. Absolutely um, so not. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. I yes, just wanted to get yes. that out there uh, as well. And thank you uh, for sharing all the good information about Plymouth Harbor. 
Barber and just day programs in general. So. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. You are listening to Senior Salute Radio, presented by the Elder and Disability Law Firm of Victoria L. Collier. And now we are going to speak with guest Gary Kitchen. He's the president of Leona M. Kitchen Foundation. Welcome, Gary. Well, thank you very much for having me. You are welcome. And tell me, what is the Leona M. Kitchen Foundation? Uh, well, let me first say the Plymouth Harbor does a great job, and, you know, they're super in what they're doing. And there's also, uh, we're based in Cobb County, and there are a couple programs out there as well, Aloha to Aging and, and I know Aloha others. as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they are great programs. Uh, and you found- know that because you're in the respite care business. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, our foundation, uh, my mother had Alzheimer's. She passed away about two years ago. Uh, she lived with me for about three years, and then I had to put her in assisted living, and then she had to go in a memory care unit. And during that time, uh, we raised money for the Alzheimer's Association by doing golf tournaments and gave the money to the association. Uh, at a point in time after my mother died, we were trying to figure out which, which direction to go, uh, whether we wanted to continue or not. So I got with some friends of mine, my, my son and daughter, and we started the foundation. It's a 501c3 a nonprofit, and it's all volunteer group of people. And what we do is we provide funds so that families can have respite care. Uh, a caregiver who's taking care of a loved one with dementia or Alzheimer's, it's a 24-7 job. And apparently it had a huge impact on you uh, in that you've created a foundation. Many people go through the experience and feel guilt and relief when their loved one passes on, and then they continue their life either with grief therapy or without. Um, But you've done something with your experience, done something more than just going on. Right. We, uh, as a family, we wanted to honor my mother for all that she had done for our family, you know, when she was alive. And so we felt like the Alzheimer's disease, dementia, is such a terrible disease because you see your loved one just kind of disappear in front of your eyes and there's very little that you can do to change it the only thing you can do is slow it down there's no cure so you know we wanted to be able to do something to assist families with education learning about it and and being able to uh, take a break so that it it's not stressful I've heard the figure that 30 percent of caregivers get sick and pass away before the actual individual. Oh, absolutely. Caregiver burnout is real, and burnout doesn't necessarily just mean exhausted. It wears on your body and your mind and your spirit and soul. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things we have to tell people all the time is take care of yourself right. because you can't take care of anyone else unless you take care of yourself. And that's what respite is all about. And exactly. respite just means I need a break and there's someone else who can relieve me. Right. And so what your foundation does is it educates people about that option. Right. And then it helps them pay for that. That's correct. We and give how them do they do that? So you give them a voucher. How right. do they go about getting a well, voucher? Well, basically what they do is go to our website, which is www.lmkitchenfoundation.org, lmkfoundation.org, and on the, the uh, website, there's an application, and all you have to do is fill out the application. It automatically comes to me, and if you have any questions, my phone number is there. It's 404-428-1267. They fill it out, and the family themselves picks the caregiver. If they need assistance with finding a caregiver, we help them. 
but we don't want to get in between the caregiver and the family because it's a very personal thing. So they decide who they want to use a caregiver. As the respite caregiver. As a respite caregiver. And then what they do is they have the application completed. Uh, I contact the caregiver company, make sure that everything's okay. They contact the family. They set up the time, hours, whether they want a weekend or four hours here, four hours there. And then the caregiver company bills us, and we pay the company direct. So that way the family doesn't have to worry about the finances. And are there criteria that the family has to meet in order to receive and qualify for a voucher? Uh, Very little. The only criteria that we have is they have a need, and the loved one has Alzheimer's or dementia. So we we don't go into finances or anything like that. And so... Do they have to be the caregiver themselves? Or, for example, let's say, for example, they have paid caregivers coming in, um, but it's it's expensive. And sometimes right. it's just nice to be able to have a break on that. And so it, does your program just, you know, do something like that? For example, it sounds like you work with Plymouth Harbor and Aloha and others. Can someone just say, you know... Uh, I would like a month worth of of day program. We haven't had that request yet. Most of the people have not had respite care uh, so far. But uh, I'm sure that, yes, we would would definitely do that because what we're trying to do is give that family member a break and allow them to be able to to, – we had one family who had never seen a great-granddaughter, and so they wanted the weekend off. So we were able to provide funds so they could go to Texas, actually, and see their great-granddaughter. My home state. A good cause. Uh, So how does the foundation receive their funding? We have uh, two fundraisers that were actually three, excuse me. We have a golf tournament we hold at the end of April. We are putting together a casino night, which we're going to have in January. And we also uh, have a Alzheimer's Music Fest that we work with a gentleman by the name of Vince Zangaro. We just had the Alzheimer's Music Fest this past week. And as Kay had said, music is one of those things that is not affected by Alzheimer's. And so, therefore, it's a great way to be able to raise money and have a good time as well. And so... What kind of people would attend these events that you're holding as sponsor, as, you know, a way to get funds? Well, of course, with the music, it's anybody who loves music because there are all kinds of, of music being played. We had 30 bands this time. We had two stages so people could enjoy whatever music it was. The golf tournament, of course, people who play golf. And we had about uh, 30 volunteers to help as well. So we had uh, quite a few people at the golf tournament. And with the casino night, we're looking for, you know, just businesses and, and people to sponsor and volunteer to help us to raise funds. And, you know, event planning is not an easy task. And no. you certainly cannot be shy to go out there and try to get venues and things like that. Do you have, you know, like experience in that or are you just a gregarious guy? <laughs> well, um, I uh, graduated hey. from the University of Louisville. And uh, we used to put on golf tournaments for alumni funds, and I was always involved in that. Uh, My daughter put on golf tournaments at the company she worked for, for the March of Dimes. So the family has had a lot of experience in the golf tournaments, 
and it doesn't bother me to go out and ask people for assistance to help us uh, either raffle items or be a sponsor, et cetera. And we've got uh, a board of directors, and the board of directors also participates in, in getting people to sponsor and volunteer different things. Your new nickname now is Gregarious Gary. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you are listening to Senior Salute Radio, presented by the Elder and Disability Law Firm of Victoria L. Collier. And we're speaking with Gregarious Gary Kitchen, uh, who is the the president of Leona M. Kitchen Foundation. Now, Gary, when um, how many paid employees does the foundation have? And you just mentioned a board of directors. I'd like to right. hear more about them. Well, we don't have anybody paid. Uh, we are an all-volunteer organization, and at the present time, we have six board members. I'm the president. Uh, we have a young lady by the name of Denise Cochran, and she is in the home care business. She's a vice president. Uh, we have a secretary uh, named Jennifer Ferguson. She is a uh, supervisor uh, over uh, about seven assisted living. We have a gentleman, Alex Salaberry, who is an owner of a couple of assisted living places. We have a lawyer, uh, Michael Burnett, who works with the foundation pro bono, uh, and also uh, Casey Smith, who Casey is a, uh, he owns a Wiser Wealth Management, plus he's a pilot, plus he has three children. So I don't know how he spends time with us because... He's, he's got a full plate, but uh, that's basically our board of directors, and everybody volunteers the time and effort to make us a, a, us a success. Uh, so far, we have helped over 30 families be able to get respite care. I was just about to ask you that, and how long has the foundation been operating? We've actually been operating only a little over a year, about a year and a half. So 30 and, families in a year, that's a wonderful benefit. Um, and What's the geographical area that the foundation serves? Right now, we actually are pretty much metro Atlanta, although we have helped a family up in Athens, Georgia. So we're basically trying to cover the state of Georgia. And when we uh, get a little bit bigger, we'd like to do a little bit more. We have had requests from Miami, Florida, and also the Seychelles Islands, which... The Seychelles Islands. Yes, I have no idea how they found out about us, but... I would like to go give that respite care. Um, <laughs> I was laying on the couch probably uh, 20 years ago watching the Travel Channel and saw a special on the Seychelles Islands, and I thought... That's where I want to go. And uh, so, um, and it has been my dream ever since. And I actually own Timeshare, which I know Clark Harold says, you know, it's not a great investment. It's not unless you use it. And we use ours all the time. And they just opened a uh, resort in the Seychelles. So, you know, we're all going the next five years. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> while I'm there, I can drum up more business for you if you want. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other companies and nonprofits does your foundation work with? Well, we work with the Loja to Aging, and uh, there are a few others that we work with. Uh, the Alzheimer's Music Fest, um, uh, Caring Together in Hope. They do a similar thing that we do, and they also work with the Alzheimer's Music Fest. So uh, we work with with uh, uh, for-profit uh, companies also, but what we uh, what we're working on now, and we've been able to do, is we've got a discounted rate at a lot of companies, uh, home health care and assisted living. So that way, you know, when somebody goes, if they come and use us, they're going to get a little bit better break. So the money lasts a little bit longer. And so they don't pay you. No. Ultimately, the companies you work with or the caregivers that they um, choose 
you pay them directly and sometimes based on what you've awarded as the voucher would last longer if it's a company that offers discounts. Correct. We had one uh, assisted living place that uh, the lady wanted to be gone for a week and the funds were over what we, you know, normally give, uh, but the assisted living cut it down so that there was no extra charge. So the family, when we gave them the voucher, it was paid in full. And do you help to negotiate that, or does the family do that? We kind of do that ourselves. We we uh, are trying to get a list of preferred providers so that when somebody comes to our website, uh, they could click on that, and, and they're going to get a discounted rate with these companies. This sounds like a full-time job, and you as the president, does it take your full-time? Uh, I always tell everybody I retired from my paying job July 1st of last year. <laughs> now I'm doing my non-paying job, and I'm spending more time on this one than I have my paying job. And so could the foundation use more uh, volunteers? Absolutely. We could lo- use more volunteers and people to help us. We and sure how could. would they be able to reach out to you? Uh, they can go to our website, uh, uh, which is lmkfoundation.org. Uh, They can email me, and my email address is gary at lmkfoundation.org, or they can call me at 404-428-1267. Wonderful, and thank you for sharing that information. Respite is so necessary, and people just do not take advantage of the opportunities that are out there, and you're out there raising money so they can, so thank you for that. We're going to shift now to our special moment where Senior Salute salutes a senior. And today we are going to salute Leona M. Kitchen as our senior and Gary Kitchen, his her son, uh, who was just talking about the uh, Leona M. Kitchen Foundation, is going to be saluting his mother and all that she meant to him while she was alive. And obviously that's carried over since she's been deceased. So what would you like to share about your mother and the impact she had on you while you were while she was here with you? Well, she had a large impact on myself, on my my brother, uh, and on my children, and on my brother's children. Um, she uh, was always there for us if we needed anything. My dad passed away when he was 58 years old, and my mother died when she was 90. So she uh, lived a long time uh, after my dad passed away. And actually... Um, I raised my kids. My daughter was 10. My son was five. They lived with me. My mother actually came down from Pennsylvania during the school year and helped. You were a single dad? Yes. Yeah. My dad was a single dad is for a while. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, then we have a lot in common. And so my mother helped me raise my children, and uh, especially close to my daughter. Uh, she was always there for my brother and for his children. He's got uh, a son and a daughter also. In fact, my nephew lives in St. Louis. He retired from the Army after 23 years. And at our golf tournament every April, he and his son uh, and another nephew generally drive from St. Louis to Atlanta to play in our golf tournament every year. Well, and your daughter's very involved with the foundation as well. She is. She uh, works in IT, and she works with our website, and she does a lot uh, of assistance in that. She also helps solicit uh, funds and solicit raffle items, et cetera. Her and her husband both. So, it's a it's a big advantage to be able to be able to depend on your children to help. 
Absolutely. And it, so it sounds like that your mother really was of the spirit that was generous and giving, and now she has passed that legacy on to you. Well, she was always one who she didn't care much about herself. Everybody else got food before she ate. She took care of everybody else before anything, you know, for herself. Uh, if if anybody needed advice, if they needed help, she was always there for them. And she was just, uh, as as everybody who, who knew her to assisted living, they loved her smile. She was the sweetest lady. One of the advantages, she did not, her personality did not change. A lot of times, Alzheimer's individuals' personalities change. Sometimes. She was just as sweet the day she died as she was <laughs> earlier. Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing her story. And... Obviously, the values she had carried over, and you're continuing to share those values and um, her caring spirit. Thank you so much. And Thank you. You have been listening to Senior Salute, which airs live every Friday at 3 p.m. and is also available 24-7 online by visiting SeniorSalute.BusinessRadioX.com. And today we were talking about options for care, and we spoke with Kay Coppage, Director of Plymouth Harbor Adult Day Program, and Gary Kitchen, President of Leona M. Kitchen Foundation. You can follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook, and I want to thank all of our guests and our listeners. We salute you.